You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey guys, do you like heavy metal? Do you like video games, comic books, movies, theme parks, or even cool TV shows? We've got the place for you. Metal Geeks. Time to rock out with your geek out. Here are your hosts, Carrie the Metal Geek, Dave, and George. Geek it out, fellas. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Metal Geeks. I'm one of your hosts, JM Metal Geek, and I'm just kidding. I'm not here co-hosting tonight, but I am here to wish all of you a very happy 10 years of continuing the legacy of the Metal Geeks, and I wish you many more, and don't forget, everyone, rock out with your geek out, and keep it metal, and of course, keep it geeky. Congrats, guys. Welcome, my friends, to episode number 221 of the Metal Geeks podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Carrie the Metal Geek, along with I am George Tripps. Oh, you ruined the flow. How many times so, have we done this? So we should, <laughs> should introduce each other. There we go. Uh, with us this evening is George motherfucking Tripsis. And also we have brutal motherfucking Dave. <laughs> there you go. Wow. See, look how much better that is. Uh, this is a very special episode. It, it just came to my... Uh, to my mind that uh, this is basically our 10 year anniversary episode of the show. Oh, happy anniversary August, guys. Thank you. August 2nd was the very August 3rd actually was the very first episode of this show. And we were doing some research beforehand to see when you guys came on. But unfortunately you were, you guys weren't there from the beginning. That was uh, Mr. John Michael JM, the metal geek, but we uh, did some quick research on our website and it turns out Dave has been on the show longer than George. It's true. Yep. By a whole Dave by a whole two episodes. Two episodes. You came in on episode number forty three was June fifteenth, twenty fourteen. And it wasn't about, it wasn't enough. We had to we had to get assistance. That's true. Uh, we had who else we have that we had uh, I think my wife was on that one, one of her first appearances. You said Sully uh, was on there? Our friend Chris yeah, Sully. Sully. Uh, our, our good friend Jornel. Oh yeah. It was, a, it was a good time. I think we recorded that in my kitchen. If I, if I remember correctly, do you remember that? <sighs> I remember maybe that might've been right. But I, I also remember, uh, trying to like clutch together a recording on my end in our old house where we used to live. Um, Kind of like we're doing now. <laughs> exactly. I remember we my are. first recording with Carrie. I had a now, I was forced into his guest bedroom. That that's the one I remember. That wasn't, that wasn't for the recording though. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one I remember though. I remember that we were all spread all over your house because we <laughs> figured out that if we were to get all of us on recording um, yep. and it not interfere with everyone else, we all had to be yep. in different places in the house. So. <laughs> I think we had Ju- Justin was here for that one. That was episode number 45, I think. Justin was here. Uh, Kim was on that one. Everybody was like in different areas of the house, like two people in the living room, two people in different bedrooms, and I was downstairs. It was That was very hectic. It was the weirdest recording session yeah. ever. <laughs> Welcome to the land of podcasting. <laughs> 
That was your you were we called you a podcast version, I think, on that one. Mm, it was it was it was uh, my very first actual podcast. That's true. You uh, we were working together at that time at a place that should not be mentioned. Right. Uh, the the workplace like, yeah. that shall not be named. Right. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna name it. I'm gonna say it. Go for it. Do it. I'm not gonna do it. Oh, okay. Speaking of, I can. If you go to Epcot right now, there's a <laughs> a moving robot that Disney has called ICANN. It's I-C-A-N. And it like interacts with people. And I'm like, hmm. Man. Somebody should be suing somebody. Yeah, I'm about to say somebody should get sued, it sounds like. Although ICANN was really ripping off of the iPod thing. So oh, of course. Of course it was. So you know, um, who knows? So yeah, I, I don't I don't know how George wound up coming over to record. I was I, we argued about geeky stuff a lot at work we did and uh and I, you, I mentioned you, that i was he insisted upon first, it if, yeah, if I yeah and, I, and i told him you should have me on your podcast so i could tell everyone in the world that i'm right and you're wrong and we're still waiting and we're, and we're still doing that you know 100 plus episodes later 173 episodes there like that. you go 173 episodes later i'm still proving to the world that i'm right and you're wrong I actually had to put that in a calculator earlier. I did not pull that out of my out of my mass brain. Oh, okay. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, this is a. I, it's weird because like I've been doing MSR cast. We just recorded a new episode the other night, which will be coming out this week as well. And uh, it's weird. We almost have as many episodes of Metal Geeks as that show, but that show takes a lot more editing and that type of stuff. You know, here not so much. <laughs> Here, not at all. We just, we just, we just have fun here. This is, this is like the after dark, after dark. Well, in the other show, I have to edit the music in and do all that kind of stuff too. So it takes a bit longer. And he gets tired and he doesn't want to edit anymore. And he's like, "Yeah, screw it, it's fine." Well, on this show, yeah. <laughs> if I see, if I see George's wavelengths, I'll just mute all that. There you, you know? go. That makes sense. It proves why everyone thinks that you're right. Still, that's true. Which is highly inaccurate. Yeah, so I I think that show started in September of twenty or two thousand five. So it's been seventeen years from there. MSR cast. Yeah, yeah, man, you should uh, take that to Kevin Smith and say, "Look, bitch." We we actually had that discussion. Yeah, I remember. I, I remember. I was there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh yeah, I've been doing it since two thousand five. And he's like, "Oh man, I wish I was doing that. That's amazing." I'm like, if I had like. Point zero 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 one percent of your, I'd be happy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If we had just like just a, a fraction of his uh, fan base. Yes, but well, uh, so you know, not to say that our fan base who doesn't listen to us, or who, right. do, who do listen to us, are not awesome. You guys are awesome, but uh, you know, more listeners are better sometimes. Our we fan base that doesn't listen to us are great too. So yeah, thanks that all too. Of you yeah, you, every, to everyone right out there, everyone's great. Let's just put it out there. Unless you're just actively There's, not we, great. We have we have fans and people who we haven't met yet. Um, that those are the two kinds of people in the world: Metal Geeks fans and people who have who are not Metal Geek fans yet. Yeah, they haven't found us yet. yet. So that's right. And I appreciate both you guys for listening. Both of our fans. Both of those yeah. fans. You're both awesome. Um, so if you guys uh, checked out the last episode, it was live from Comic Palooza. We didn't really get to talk a lot about our experience there or what we did. But how, how was that live show for you guys? I, I had a lot of fun doing that live show. That was fun. 
Uh, I enjoyed the layout more this year uh, with the. Oh, did you? I, I think I did with the the elevated stage. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like it was easier to interact with the audience that way. Um, it, yes, it made yeah. you feel like you were there to to do a show versus the just you know be a part of the floor. Like it made, you, yeah. it made you seem a little more important than just some dude with a microphone on the floor. <laughs> right. Apparently like several people that we know walked by while we were doing that. I saw some of them I'll wave to some people and apparently a number of them went back to our booth and asked Valerie what I was doing. <laughs> what's, <laughs> what, what's Dave doing? <laughs> He's doing his podcast and they're like, I didn't even know he did that. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you're not reaching your fan base. This is why we're I missing out. That sounds like a failure on your part. It's my fault. <laughs> that was a good show though. We had a, uh, you know, Tyler Esposito from my retro live. We had some good crowd interaction talking about Disney versus universal. Um, Ming Chen had the most perfect description of it. I guess gonna, uh, he he's a, a very biased person though, so it's hard to take his answer for it. How is that? He's a Star Wars fan through and through, and just as much as me. Well, that's true. But he didn't even take the consideration that Harry Potter has a better experience, so therefore he was biased. Okay, he was just saying Star Wars is the better universe, and done. So. And there's a lot of intricacies when you talk about those two parks because I, you know, how much I love Star Wars. I but, love Star uh, Wars too, but Star Wars is doing a lot of work to make me not love it as much. So we're well, we're not talking about that. We're going to be happy tonight. It's going to be positive. I, I'm very positive, even when I'm negative. I'm still positive. I'm pe- I, I'm pe- I'm pe- positively negative about. It. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, uh, this is uh, how the sausage is made a little bit, but can you uh, turn down just a little bit, George? And Dave, can you turn up a little bit? All right. Are you actually keeping this in the show? No, I'm going to cut it out. Okay. Maybe if I decide to edit it. All right. Is that low enough? Your, uh, Your levels are pretty high. You're like... I mean, according to my uh, thing, I'm uh, okay. I'm sticking around negative 12 on my end. Did you turn down? Okay. Check, check. Hey, 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 hey. One, two, one, two. Yeah, I'm bouncing around negative six, negative 12. See, when my monitor is showing around in that same, well, it's a little bit lower now. Let me see what I can do. But it was getting around that area. All right. Is this there? Yeah, that's in that range. Yeah, I think that's a little bit better. Okay. Okay. And we're coming back in three, two, two, one, go. So, George, you were there at Comic Pluther for the day. What did you get to experience besides the podcast? Uh, I was only there for Sunday. Um, it was cool. Uh, it was cool to be back on the show floor and see people I haven't seen in a while and uh, see some cool art here and there. Uh, nothing that I really wanted to purchase because God, I don't, I don't, if, if people could see my camera uh, right now, which they can't, but if they, there's no, there's no more room. Yeah, there is literally no more room. I have to switch things out. I have to pull things out of the frames now to, to when there's no more room in hell. Are those, are those loose frames behind you? 
Uh, yeah, all right here on the corner. Yeah, those yeah. are fr- those are frames for me to figure out where the fuck they're gonna go. <laughs> you need, you need another house. Uh, no, what's gonna happen is a lot of these posters are coming down and getting put into the flat file. I, I, That's right. You got a flat file full of these. You and Justin, man. I you know Justin says that I didn't get him uh, caught on the bug with uh, posters, but we all know the truth. But I can't. I mean, I can't say anything. I collect a lot of bullshit too, so sure. that that takes up way too much room in my house. So. Well, movie posters is just like I, I've always been fascinated with movie posters yeah. since a kid. Uh, I have like when uh, Star Wars uh, did the uh, special re-release in ninety four, ninety five. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. yeah. I have the small batch that George Lucas signed. Mm. I have That's that. Cool. Yeah. I mean, That's I'm sh- I'm cool. sure it's a reprint of his signature. But they say it was an authentic signature, so I have it framed in my closet somewhere. It's pretty awesome. I, it's in my closet cool. because it's uh, I don't have any room, and the other poster, the other Star Wars poster, is way better. So, I mean, what do you, I never asked you? What do you feel about Mondo being purchased by Funko now? I don't know. Uh, hopefully, it means better licensing more uh options for different movies instead of the same you know 10 15 movies that they do over and over again oh really yeah i I feel like i see so many like they uh they live or the thing posters i feel like i see those every year and i'm I'm really i'm ready to see some new uh, properties come through and Mm -hmm. hopefully with the machine of funko how big it is Hopefully they can bring that to the table. Uh, also, uh, hopefully this means their store and more. We won't have more of the problem of uh, how quickly things disappear. I understand that's what makes them so collective and stuff like that. But well, it sucks. Funko has the same issue though. Yeah, but it sucks when like there's art out there I would really want or really love to own, but they make it so hard to get or make it so easy for bots to buy. It, it becomes a nightmare, I guess. Funko's had that same issue. Was, I, I don't try to collect a lot of the you know real big collectibles or anything like that. But a lot of people, I'm in a lot of the groups, and people, that's all they complain about is bots. And I know they're trying to combat it, but every time they try something new, something you know something else happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's there's no perfect system. There's workarounds for everything. And absolutely, these people will find them. Yeah, so they will find a way. So I'm hoping, like I'm hoping with Funko, it would be like a better shopping experience that, or better customer service. Um, uh, hopefully, that doesn't mean the end of in-person uh, MondoCon, and also not the end of the in-person like shows that they do here in Austin. But who knows? Right. They have a they have a show place, right? Like a yeah, they have a showroom where they'll do. But it's not very open. It's not open very often, is it? It's open uh, every day, but not for many hours. Hmm. And they sell mostly vinyl in there when they don't have because there's not a lot left over. Oh, okay, but I'm going to uh, I'm actually going to Austin next week for like a day or so for the Anthrax concert. Oh, nice! Uh, which is really what I got a couple things I want to say about that. Number one. It's the 40th anniversary tour of Anthrax, right? Which I'm excited for. Anniversary but of what? The band. The band being uh, being around. Oh, they've been around for 40 years? Yep. Jesus Christ. Uh, here's what I'm going to say about that. Why are there so many opening bands that I don't care about? 
So hate breed. Okay. They're all right. But black label society as well. It, it's just cutting way into the time of what anthrax could do. They're only winding, winding up playing like 12 songs. Maybe which oh, for an ant- maybe because they're old Carrie and no, they, they want to have a short set list and they want to get off the stage quick as possible. I don't, I, that's not an acceptable answer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're, they're in their fifties, but come on. Sure. Just in the fifties. I'm pretty sure they're older than that. Mm, maybe, maybe, uh, I don't know. Let's look it up. Let's let it, what our friend Google they, tell us. If, but, they, if they were in their teens when the band started, then that, that would track. I'm going to look up Scott Ian first, see what, how old he is. Is it like he the might lead have just singer turned, like made out of dust or something? He's 58. Scott, e- Scott, Scott Ian. Scott Ian is? Yeah. Belladonna that you're talking about? Yeah, isn't he dude made okay. out of dust? Belladonna is 61. You're right. He's old. He's older. And Charlie is 59. So, yeah, I mean, how I guess how much longer can they do thrash metal like that? I, I get it. I get it. One of the cool things that I'm looking forward to is they released this really cool, if you go to the Metal Geek Society page on Facebook, our group there, uh, I posted these photos of this really cool Metal Thrashing Mad shirt and then like a poster design. And that's done by a really great local artist named Kyler Sharp. Um, Kyler does a lot of like um, mu- uh, musical posters and tours and things like that. But he's phenomenal. Uh, I'm definitely buying both of those. And then I noticed in his picture, one of the other shirts was yeah. a not man. Yeah. Explode all the shit coming out of his mouth. And I'm like, holy crap. That is a piece of art from Sawblade that was in the Anthrax uh, graphic novel that just came out. And uh, that's, Sawblade is a phenomenal artist from Houston. His name is uh, Daniel Shaw. He, he posted that that original image again today as did. well. Yeah. I was like, I want a, a print of that, but I don't think he's able to because of, you know. That image is fucking great, too. With, it is. Like, we not should, man coming out of the ground. Should, like uh, we should have our own metal poster. We should. And then we should have, like, Metal Geeks and a death metal logo. Can you can you draw that for me? Shit, I can, that would be Dave's territory, <laughs> not mine. <laughs> my my department. It's your department. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, if you don't remember Daniel Shaw back in the day when I was doing Mainstream Resistance, he was the very first artist I ever worked with on a couple of the covers. We used to he used to come over to my place, my old house when I was living with my dad and we would just hang out and drink and work on the, the fucking fanzine. It was good times. So I've known him for a long time and it's, it's really cool to see his, his work. Cause I his work is very much like yours, Dave. I think very much. Of yeah. That, yeah. That, that black pen style, very detailed, but, but super evil and brutal at the yeah. same time. Yeah, I uh, I often look at some of the stuff that I draw and then look at some of his work and I go, I hope he doesn't think I'm ripping him off. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I all all the same though, it's really it's a medium and a style similarity. But I don't think you would confuse our work. Really, no. I think I think that we have a we have distinct voices, even though our. Oh, I I agree on that. It's just you know you have the same stylistic approach yeah yeah we do you're both super metal head so that comes out in your art you know yeah 
But his, I mean, some of his shirt designs were just in, uh, not Hot Topic, but it's one of those other oh, stores. Uh, Spencer's, wasn't it? Spencer's. Thank you. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. I don't have shirts and Spencer's, so. Give it, give it time, man. Give it time. <laughs> you know, Dave, I went to the MC Escher Art Gallery over last weekend. Yeah. And I have to say, your art reminds me a lot of some of his stuff. He was a early influence on me for sure. Um, when I was uh, in, like in high school, junior high and high school, I was a oh, big yeah? Escher fan. Yeah. Have you mm. seen the art gallery yet? No. Uh-uh. Dude, I highly recommend it. Uh, anyone who's listening to this and hasn't gone yet, I also recommend it. Uh, it's amazing how much uh, pieces of artwork from MC Escher I have been influenced by or seen that I just had no idea that it was his. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And also how many fucking bands ripped off his shit and made covers out of his oh, yeah. art. Uh, and he just never got any money for it whatsoever. He, a, he never sold any of his art until after he died. His sons uh, sold all his art. And then I did not know that. Yeah. I so know that. there's a, a MC Escher-esque um, area in the Haunted Mansion in Disney World now in Florida. Oh. A little Talking about weird the, the staircase area. room. Yeah. Yeah. Very Escher influence, but yeah, the I speak going back to Anthrax, the Persistence of Time, which is one of my favorite albums. It was Charlie Benante helped do the design on it. It was he wanted it to be more Escher like, like with the 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 globe sort of like melting, but this the rate of the this uh, record label went with a different version of it. So the one that just came out a couple of years ago that was remastered had the original artwork design where. It's sort of melting and shit like that, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. You see that? Yeah, I hadn't seen, cool. the, I hadn't seen the remaster cover. I've only yeah. seen the original one where... So that's more... That's not That's not so much Escher. That's more Dolly. That, okay, yeah, a, yeah. Like the, that melt, makes sense. the melting clock thing. So Yeah, yeah. Escher was more like angled and... And weird. He like, did a lot of down. optical illusion stuff. Well, that was his um, later later in his career. A lot of his stuff, uh, his famous stuff, more more famously is like uh, that scene from Labyrinth where mm-hmm. impossible impossible rooms or stuff that doesn't make sense because it looks like an optical illusion, but it's not. Well, there's also uh, he's got there are a bunch of his pieces that were like that. There's the one that um, is the 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 staircase that goes all the way around the building. And there's yeah. one line of people who are always going up the staircase, but they're never reaching the top. And then there's right. another group going down and they're never reaching the bottom. So like, oh, the, yeah. the, it's an optical illusion that way. And then there's one that does the same thing with like a, an aqueduct that changes angles. Oh yeah. It, the, the waterfall is what it's called. Yeah. I have yeah. a print of that somewhere. And, um, uh, also before that he did like a lot of architecture and, uh, and like, uh, prints within a print kind of deal, and then he all, he was also mm. famous for like the reflection stuff too, and his graphic design work that, that um, that's what made uh, he made his career off of. That's what and that and making tiles apparently, uh, okay. which you will all see if you go to the art museum. Well, a lot of all his right. graphic design work is very repeating tile patterns and stuff like that. So that's cool. So I want I want to get into this topic for you with you guys over the so we're celebrating our ten year anniversary. Where uh, where do you think the show has gone in the past 10 years? Where do you think pop culture has gone since we started doing all this kind of Oof. stuff in the past 10 years? Uh, 
man. Well, eight years for you guys, but yeah, 10 years. Let's go. Wow. That's a tall order question. Yeah. Uh, well, for the show, I mean, we've gotten way more comfortable with each other. Uh, I want to see our show grow and do better every time. Um, but at the same time, I the main driving force of this show is that I get to sit down and talk to my friends. And uh, who are they? <laughs> with the exception of Carrie, I get to talk to okay, my friends. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in uh, the fact that people are are willing to even kind of listen to our pseudo geeky conversations is is more than enough of a driver for me to want to do this over and over again. Uh, but like I said, I, there's always I room, on that one. there's always room for improvement, and I always would love to see us do more and better. Uh, yep. We've talked about a couple of avenues to make the show better. Uh, I think it's just time and life kind of get in the way sometimes. Yes. Agreed on that for sure. But uh, it's not the fact that we're not dedicated. It's just that we need to get there when we can. And eventually we'll get there. It's not like we won't. It's just, uh, you know, takes time. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. I think we have, uh, in the, the course of this show, we have seen a couple of things. Kind of some geeky renaissance in some f- areas i think we've also seen some geeky bubbles come and burst as well in that time absolutely um, like what like which ones um well i mean for me personally um like the convention scene had a great big bubble several years ago and mm-hmm. uh I, that, I feel like that burst like and it wasn't covid that did it it burst several years prior to that um i i like to agree with that i feel like i got on the tail end of the really good years of co- of convention stuff just mm-hmm. when uh, Justin and I started making the comic book. Also, that's another yeah. thing. Like I've always dreamt about being on the other side of the table and selling something at the con. And when I was there, uh, I was like, oh, wow, here I am selling something on the other side of the table. And all I could think about, is, oh, I wish I wasn't that at the other side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but also like the downtrend of that, like I kind of feel like, a lot of cons are just kind of repeating themselves, not to throw shade at any con in particular, but I just kind of feel they're a little samey now. There's nothing. That was what, that's that bubble that burst is it turned for a while. It turned into like everyone had to run their own con. And so there was one, like we live in a major metropolitan area and there was one basically every weekend or every other weekend. And it was, it was too much. Um, And then eventually they all went away. Yeah. Yeah. Because of COVID. And now we're like, eh, do we really want that back now? Or at least that's how I am right now. I feel like it's one of those things uh, that it's um, it, it, it did get oversaturated and that's not good for the market because then people aren't excited about it anymore and they're more willing to yeah. skip your event for the next one. It's uh, kind of like how I feel about Star Wars now. Well, and so there's another, you know, that's <laughs> another thing is in the time that we've been doing the show, um, Star, Star Wars, Wars went, went from, from being cool to not cool. <laughs> no, I don't agree there, but they went from being, uh, I mean, Lucasfilm became part of the, the Disney behemoth during this time. So that yeah, was true. them and, and Marvel and, um, yes. God, who yeah, else? when we first started Marvel, 
just became uh, under the Disney wing when we first started. Star Wars had not yet. Yeah, Star I Wars remember, hasn't, hasn't been bought yet. Because uh, we did an episode talking about Star Wars being bought. And we were, and me, I'm pretty sure if you go back and listen to that episode, I probably sound like a starry-eyed, hopeful nerd. And now I sound like the, the most cynical nerd you ever met. Um, That's your new nickname, Cynical Nerd. Yeah, Cynical Nerd. Uh, well, it's not that I, I, there's, they didn't make stuff I don't like. I just know that they can do better and they go for low hanging fruit every time. And it annoys the shit out of me, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. Uh, what else, you know, Lord of the Rings Hobbit came out while we were recording. I'm pretty sure No, I might have. When was the Hobbit might have. I'm pretty sure really? the Hobbit came out while we were recording or making the. Well, there's a new there's a new series coming out. No, no, this year. the Hobbit movies that Dave hated because I remember talking to Dave about it. Yeah, they were terrible. I like the the extended cuts though. 2012 to 2014. Okay, so, so yeah, you're right. Yeah, those movies are a travesty, and the extended cuts don't help much. <laughs> they help. They help a little bit. They help a little bit, but not a lot. I, I like the first one and the second one extended cuts. The only one that kind of drags for me is the third one. That was a that that was a, the weakest ending to a trilogy I have ever seen. That was horrible. Yeah. Of the that was a bad movie. Uh, what else? New theme park rides have opened. We've actually gone to Disney World together as. Well, me and Carrie did. Dave, unfortunately, yeah, we did. Yeah, we can't. We can't schedule this all together. It never works out. We need to. That would be so much fun. It would fun. be cool. It's just the, it's the scheduling part of that just never works right for <laughs> I, us. My my dream that one of my dreams that I always since I started podcasting is I wanted to do record a segment on the People Mover. We in that that would be awesome. We, yeah, we tried to do that, didn't we? No, we did do no, that. We did do that. I remember yeah. recording on the People Mover. Yep. Yeah. I will have to go back and see which episode that was. I don't remember, but yeah, if all three of us can get on that people mover and record an episode, I have just, I have part of that problem. Uh, the, I, this is the bane of the self-employed. I have either time or money, but never both at the same time. (laughs) 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 Same here, man. Um, so, I want to. I want to start with my my ten years. I want to thank you guys for being part of it for so long, and being in and being so cool because this has been a lot of fun. Uh, we've had other people come in in the show. We've had Justin on board, and different people. Um, you know, still big shout out to John Michael for you know bursting this this podcast with me back in the day, and you know this is where I get to to fucking geek out and talk about what I want. It's like George um, said, or uh, George said a little while ago that it, it's an excuse to hang out with friends, and by and yeah. large, that's a lot of what it is for me as well. I show up just to kind of chat with you guys and see uh, in whoever else we have on. And this uh, another thing that has come out of the years of doing the show is uh, I've met tons of people um, yep. through through this, um, whether whether they're active listeners or not. Uh, just being a part of this has opened doors for me. And um, I've met a lot of people. I've had some opportunities come up as a result, um, both professionally and personally, just like it's been, 
um, you know, it's been kind of neat. We've gotten to, you know, meet celebrities and interview people. And, um, that's, that's pretty cool. That's absolutely I'm, I'm super proud of the community that we've built might not be, you know, huge, but it's there. I, I love the metal geek society. Um, I love, we can all go in there just and just be geeky with each other. Um, and just the fans that have been with us for so long. Uh, I really do appreciate you guys. Uh, we might not be one of the biggest podcasts in the world, but we have a lot of fun. I think that's the ultimate thing that we have fun together and whatever happens from there happens. You know, looking to the future, I, I've had a lot of fun. Well, I've had a lot of fun doing like interview episodes, things like that, being bringing people on um, that are in the geek realm and metalheads that are geeks and things like that. We've had a lot of fun with like, you know, I would say like Matt Harvey and from Exhumed, um, Larry Roberts from November's Doom. Uh, he's become a good friend of mine just because of this. Um, and, who uh, else? Uh, Riley from uh, Riley Elysian. from from Elysian. Yeah, uh, so many cool, like just geeky people out there. And that's one of the things I want to try to do more. Uh, schedule more live streams and bring more people on. But you know, like we talked about, it's time and schedule, which is the hardest part, mm-hmm. especially for me too, because I I work so much. You know, even getting us together, it it, it sometimes can be a bit of a a hassle a bit, of, a bit of a chore you know it's just we all have different schedules it's hard sometimes it really is but i think the I, point I really is like you we... all need to pay us <laughs> <laughs> See, that's one thing we've never done we've never never monetized asked for anything uh we've never asked for any money we've never done a patreon uh, but and all I, that's gonna change, baby. Starting tomorrow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> on our ten year anniversary, pa- no, uh, some Patreon is something I have been looking for. But uh, I would definitely be remiss if um, I didn't call out a few people that really been helpful over the years. Uh, one is Brian Hogan, our good friend in mm-hmm. Florida. Thank you, Brian. He, yes, man. Thank you for all the help you've ever done for for what we do and supporting us. Um, yeah, he was there when and, we went to uh, go to Disney World. He even hung out with right. us. Uh, was, hung out with us at the Universal. Yeah, he was kind of like a mini tour guide for us at times, <laughs> yep. yeah, which was really neat. Every time and, I uh, go to Florida, course, I can't work it out with him. Every time I go right? down there, we can't work it uh, to get we together. We just need to have a big time. Florida like podcast get together. Um, and also, I, I, my favorite word, I'd be remiss. My wife says I say that way too much on the show, but. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about it. Uh, Bill Longa, it was a very big supporter of the yeah. show. Start in the very beginning, did a lot of great work with us, and I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Is he Thank no? You, is he no longer a supporter? What happened? Well, he doesn't. He's a supporter, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, but I'm he just, just doesn't really. I'm joking, Kerry. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Especially, you know, Bill and, and Brian, thank you guys for all the help you've done. Thank you to everybody else who's, you know, ever supported us, you know, um, Ming and Jared McClellan and, and Justin and Erica and every all of our friends, man. Absolutely. It's been, thank been you blast. to the spouses in general. Yeah. Um, the, oh, I'm going to leave them out. But. <laughs> the, our friends and spouses and uh, our close circle of people. Have, who have been supportive have been nothing but nothing short but amazing and uh a lot of stuff wouldn't be possible without that support oh yeah and 
it's just amazing that this just started out with just us just kind of shooting the shit one day and me bothering you why why you won't get me on your show (laughs) (laughs) i mean there was a point where i almost gave it up but i didn't want to i mean when when john michael left for uh you know he had he moved away he had you know personal things in his life it wasn't anything it wasn't a personal thing but he just moved on i thought about not doing it anymore but I was like, I love it too much. And then I invited Dave on for those few episodes and we clicked. And then George sort of like never left. So that's <laughs> <great. laughs> true. No, it, I, I'm being, I'm not being mean. I'm not being any kind of obnoxious or anything. But that first episode with George, he was like, when are we doing it again? I was like, oh, um, uh, I guess next week we'll do it again. And it sounds like a but, plan. Uh, I, I do want to be remit. I would be remiss if I didn't meant we talked about our spouses. I want to uh, give a big thanks to my wife. Um, the, the voice from the other room, uh, Kimu Bergier, river dragon, all those names. Uh, she has come on and helped a few times when you guys weren't able to do it. We needed to get an episode out and I'm always thankful for her. Cause she has to turn her TV down when we record. I know she hates that. She's doing. She's doing that right now. She's laughing at Just me. Just putting her out, man. <laughs> it's a good thing we have. <laughs> we have a TV, or all the services have subtitles now, right? It's true. The closed captioning. Yeah, thank you to your wives for uh, letting me take you away for hours at an end. It's true that they they probably thank you for the, the for that <laughs> for, they, they they welcome the break is what they do the money coming in from them is very nice <laughs> so yeah i mean uh looking toward the future um we've already started to you know add different segments into the show not just like what we what we're watching or what we marvel what we all that kind of stuff what we're playing uh, I, re- I still love George hates metal, which I have a great one for you tonight, Oh, okay. which, uh, we sort of discussed and you said you sort of like them a, a bit, oh, okay. so I'm giving it's you, that one. giving you a softball again, All right. again, um, you're making it like it's again. a favor for me. I'm sorry. Um, what's tickling our geek, all those, all these fun segments, but I want to, I want to beef it up. So this is, this is our anniversary episode. We're going to take uh, recommendations and ideas from our fans. Oh, wow. So We have those in the can ready to go? No. Oh. But we can we can work on stuff. We uh, If you want us to talk about a certain topic, topic or you have a certain idea for a segment that you want us to cover or anything, we want to hear from you. Uh, MSRcast at gmail.com, at Metal Geeks on all the social medias. Join uh, the Metal Geeks Society on, on Facebook. About to say Metal Geek Society on Facebook. Hit us up there. Let us know what you want to see in the future from the show. I think, and this is just me like interjecting, what I've always wanted to do with you guys is uh, audio commentary commentary for shitty movies. I would I would be down for that okay. for sure. Like we should watch like shitty geeky movies. George knows some shitty movies. I, sure. I do. Like there's a lot of bad video game movies out there that we can watch. Oh yeah. What, you're not going to make us watch Uwe Boll, are you? Maybe. Oh, damn it. So if there's a I movie can, out I there can... specifically that you think is super geeky enough for us to watch, we should watch it and we'll we'll do a live commentary on it. We could. We could do it right here on Zencaster. Yes. Whatever. We've got to figure out a way to, to broadcast it live again, you know? Sure. Absolutely. 
Doing it live. Doing it live. What What do you want to see brought to the show, Dave? Um. Again, this is how the sausage is made. Yes. Because I, I wasn't expecting to answer this question. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. I, I think it would be cool to have a, a wider array of segment ideas to draw from in like like a round robin kind of way or something, something. So it, it's not a formula, but it's something that, you know, Hey, this time we're going to do this thing and this thing. And I don't, I don't have any specific recommendations <laughs> for that at the moment, but I, I would actually, I was thinking, uh, I would actually like to cover more heavy metal stuff. Okay. Like, um, this show, we don't play music really. Um, we play a brief, uh, you know, a clip here and there when we talk about George hates metal, but, if we all would decide, hey, we're going to talk about this album, uh, like Megadeth, Rest in Peace, listen to it over and over before we record, talk about the songs, talk about what it means to us, that type of stuff. I think that would be a lot of fun. I can do it's, that one right now. You guys ready? <laughs> I'm ready for Rest in Peace. I've never, I've never five, listened to it before, so I will have to listen to it from the beginning. Top five metal album of all time. It's uh, uh, I I I think it's still probably the best thrash metal album that's ever been made. Agreed. Yeah, but then you have to listen to the singer from Megadeth, and that's not fun. See, that's why we get we don't have George on this segment. <laughs> I I'll admit that uh, Dave Mustaine takes a little bit of uh, getting used to, but uh, he has a d- distinct vocal delivery. Distinct, let's, let's give him yeah. that. <laughs> Shitty is distinct, right? Like, <laughs> Shitty is a nice, or no, distinct is a nice way I to say, say I, I am wearing my Megadeth shirt as you I are. say this. So uh, like, it's, it's with all the love in our hearts we say that. All the love that you can muster. With, yeah, he's with, a shitty singer. With with nothing but uh, with with respect. nothing but respect, I say Dave Mustaine is a shitty vocalist. <laughs> so. Yeah. I can't get past his vocals, but the rest of the Megadeth's all right. I think we just got a. Uh, I just got a message from the voice from the other room for about a segment. Um, new segment: Carrie hates rap. Oh, Carrie doesn't hate all rap. <laughs> okay. Or uh, we could do what you thrashing. What? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about some thrash music since that's apparently what I listen to the most at a. It is apparently, yeah. you know, with our sister show MSR cast, we've been doing that for so long and I have a great host there with, you know, the metal pigeon, Sean. Um, but we like to really bring out, you know, just, just have people discover bands that we're into new, a lot of new music. So I think this idea of, you know, we'll still talk about our, all our geeky stuff, but some of our topics can actually be talking about albums and our movies that we can all watch a movie that we've never seen before and discuss it on the show or something that's, you know, inspired us in our childhood, whatever, whatever these, it is. These are good ideas. Um, I particularly like the the album idea. Uh, I think that's particularly uh, potentially poignant for metal because metal more than a lot of other genres is very album centric. Um, yes. I'm not saying this exclusive, Previously, metal, but not as much anymore, unfortunately, but no, but, my personal experience still tends to be very album based a lot mm-hmm. of the time, but there's to me, they, uh, they're kind of monolithic and need to be yeah. digested as a whole. So I think that that's, that's a cool why idea. I, that's why I think I'm into vinyl now. It's because of the artwork and, and getting back into that. 
I, I, you know, I, I'm not a complete digital guy. I like, you know, analog. I like having something in my hand. I like vinyl. I like, I don't really buy CDs that much anymore unless they're like special, but, um, they sell CDs though. Some people do not many. That's surprising. Uh, you have to buy them online. I think <laughs> <laughs> buy them from the band actually at the shows is what I do. That's usually how I get mine anymore. That's I, otherwise I generally don't. But yeah, that whole experience, uh, when we talk about an album, it's, you know, you know, the, the artwork, the, the lyrics, the, what you were feeling when you first heard it as a kid or, or even, even as an adult, you know, rust in peace came out when I was 14. That was like pivotal. That album was pivotal for me. Really? That and yeah. Um, it's one of my favorites. I like Megadeth more than Metallica. See. It's uh, just a, an age difference, I think. That's no contest for me. But I, I do want to talk about that real quick, since it's been all over everywhere with Eddie Munson and Stranger Things, and I have how, two episodes but, left. So okay, so yeah, those we're not going to. That sp- scene is in the last two episodes. Yes, I know. I know. I know about it. I don't know. The only thing I the, want to talk about is the the the, the po- how popular. Metallica has gotten from that again. Sure, yeah. From from not just from fans, but people that weren't metalheads that know nothing about metal are are super into it now. Apparently, uh, there's a whole. I saw some article today, a whole TikTok saying about how the metalhead is now like the hot hot guy out there. <laughs> saw that. All right. Oh, is that true? Apparently, well, it's, apparently it's like, we're all married. It's like matter. TikTok trending, I guess. Oh, man. Yeah, when when is the movie there become cool? Dave, hey, uh, Brutal Dave the Thirst Trap is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, please make yourself a TikTok and start doing this. Just Even if it's for jokes, just start doing this. Wow. Um, yeah, you so will that, become TikTok famous. I promise you, Dave. <laughs> you'll you'll get so much money. The only thing I want to say about the Metallica thing, you know what song it is, right, Dave? It's Master, Master Puppets. Puppets. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know about it. I don't know specifically how it falls into you'll, what's going we'll on in the show. I just know that it happens. So I'm just happy it was a it was a, a good Metallica track, and it wasn't like Enter Sandman or The Memory Remains or some shit like well, that. Well, but it's, ni- so, it's 1986. It's in the 80s. Yeah, so it it's takes not- place in the 80s. So it was so like now. that song is brand fucking new when yeah. this it's true. show comes out because that was on Mas- the Master Puppets album was 1986. So yep, very uh, true. And that's what yeah, time so- it takes place in Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm I'm just saying I'm happy about that. Also, what I would like to say, I, I know you're, y'all are all like anti-metallica and stuff like that i'm not anti-metallica i'm not anti-metallica but i just i would like to say they are probably still and back then like the easiest way to get into metal like they were they're they're a gateway drug they were instrumental instrumental for me yeah they're instrumental in getting people in the door and Mm -hmm. just like showing them like hey this is very accessible Mm-hmm. The first three albums, I will still admit, are still really good. Dude, Master of Puppets album. is still one of my favorite albums that I will listen to. Ride the Lightning. I, I would listen to from front to back all the time. I'll get, I'll, I mean, I think they're good beyond that, but I, I would go, uh, I'd say the first four are. I, yeah, I, would I, I like the Black Album. I mean, it's overplayed. No, I'm, I'm talking about Injustice for All. 
Oh, and Justice uh, for All is great yeah. as well. Yeah. But now I'm not I'm not anti Metallica. They were instrumental for me getting into metal music as yeah, well. Yeah, I know, but um, it just it feels very cool if in the metal scene to hate Metallica. Shit on Metallica. Yeah, yeah, just because of like their reputation and you know, unfortunately, a lot of bad choices they have made up to a certain. They've point. made some bad choices and they've they've put out some shitty music. But I don't think you were around for 40 years and not put out some absolutely guns. like there's all the other metal bands out there that no one they don't get shit on as bad that also has put out shitty music megadeth has put out duds yeah uh, did y'all ever listen to super collider <laughs> unfortunately yes that was that album was phoned in like damn it was horrible yeah i'm not trying i'm not trying to go on a whole diatribe and maybe we should save this for a whole nother episode about like negatives versus metallica no but oh, ex- that's too tired let's not do that no no no. but the accessibility <laughs> of metal and like sure. our, our gateways to it i guess my gateways were like metallica and grunge music <laughs> yeah um, same here uh yeah it was music that was played at my parents club that like got me to like listen i was listening to it i would get to take those albums home and that's how but it was a lot of molly crew right uh, there was a Motley Crue song, uh, girls, which, girls, girls, right? Yeah, that was one of them, but I didn't like that yeah. song. My favorite song is Kickstart My Heart. Kickstart My Heart. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. the, that's only, the one I would have guessed. It's the only Motley Crue song that I'll be like, yep, this is a good one. Yeah. But I mean, I can see that everything else is kind of like meh for me, but they, I mean, I, I'll admit some bands, you know, 40 years later, they sound like shit, like Motley Crue, like Vince Neil cannot. I mean, hit it. But I saw a live performance of um, Master of Puppets fr- uh, from, I think it was Lollapalooza last weekend. Yeah. Of Metallica. And they brought they out had the Strangers. Eddie Munson for that, too. They had the Stranger Sings behind the screen behind them. But the guy who played, he was there and he like joined in. Yeah, yeah. The there was a whole video. Yeah. But this whole, I don't know. It just didn't. There was parts of it that just sound like it didn't sound good. They like, they sound like they've been doing it for forty years. Yeah, they're just like. <laughs> I mean, I I I get tired of hearing that song. I can imagine having to play it every fucking day. Yeah. Um. But I I mean I get it. I'm not I'm not shitting on them for it, but you know, I'm just not really into it. I, I don't listen I mean, to them very often. At that point, when you know when you're when you're going that long and you tour as consistently as some of these bands do a lot of that shit is on complete autopilot at this point. Yep. Like there is no thought or anything. It's another day at the office. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and sometimes that shows, but sometimes it mm-hmm. doesn't. And the, um, I, I will also digress. If we're talking about Metallica still S and M album, it's pretty fucking great. I like my it. dad loved that album. He did. He loved that. Album. That DVD and album was like, on constant rotation in my my music listening. Yeah, but maybe I, like I, I also I also like orchestra music, so it was kind of like melding. I do too. Melding of the two things for me, I guess. I feel like some of the arrangements don't quite work, but well, it, it, was, it, could it was be such better. an ambitious. It was an ambi- really ambitious idea. I think. Yeah, um, absolutely. It, it wasn't without precedent. That kind of thing has certainly been done before in yes. metal and, and rock music, but not really that way. I don't think. Sure. And the moment what they we- played Ex- uh, "Ecstasy for Gold," I, I think that's when I was like, "Yep, this is awesome." <laughs> so, to you guys talking about what was the very first metal album you remember hearing? 
Oh, Jesus. <sighs> um, first metal album. What the very first metal album hearing. you bought? Depends on how loosely we want to define that. A lot of my first early albums that I had that were metal, I didn't buy. They were just given to me because they were extras from the club that my parents had. So that's how I, I got exposed to a lot of music that way. In the club? Yeah, I, I'm sure I talked about what my parents did yeah. for an occupation in this this show before. Uh, but my parents had a bar and they played music and I was allowed to pick the music from time to time and they had extras or people would forget their CDs. So I would get to have them. And uh, that's how I got exposed to like Alice in Chains and uh, Metallica and um, definitely like 80s stuff for sure. So what about you, Dave? I'm trying to think. Um, now, again, I was saying, uh, depending on how loosely we want to define these terms here, um, as loose as you want to be, man. Um, it, it, to me, it seemed really heavy at the time. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the first Silverchair album was, oh, one, man. Of, was, was one of the awesome. first albums I ever owned at all. It was like, I remember first, that shit. It was like the first or second CD that I bought for myself, like ever. Um, <laughs> And I, it actually, that was pretty instrumental in me learning how to play guitar because I, I went into drop D wow. and I just listened to that album over and over <laughs> and over and over until I could play all of it. What was their popular song? I can't think of the name. There of were it. several. There was uh, Tomorrow was a big one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Israel Freak. Sun was another one. Freak. Yeah. That was off the second saw- album, though. Freak was off of uh, that, that second album was Freak Show. That's what that came from. That's the album I I'm think- more familiar with. I think I saw them live. They played a Rock 101 festival at one point. I remember Fear Factory was there, and they were there. Maybe so, uh, Push Monkey was there. and I think Ozzy was supposed to be there, but he canceled. I don't even really remember that much. Oh, Nine Inch Nails is another one that I listened to quite a bit in high school. As far as you asked about an album specifically, because uh, yeah. I had heard songs, of course. I, I couldn't tell you what the first heavy metal song was i heard i have no fucking idea but um albums that i remember early on i would think i don't know the order of this is i'm not clear to me but i i remember re listening to and looking at the art and liner notes for ride the lightning um and i also remember having that experience for euthanasia by megadeth Mm. so those were both very early for me not sure what order that was. Euthanasia, um, was that 92? Nine, yeah, yeah, that's right, 92. Train of Consequences, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a good album. It is. I saw it is. on that tour, I believe. That's one thing, that's the one benefit about being older, is I got to see all these bands, not in their heyday, because, I mean, 86, 87, I was a little too young to go to shows, but... Starting like 89, 90, man, I saw some killer fucking shows. That's all I can say. My very, what was your very first metal show? I know we've probably talked about this before, <laughs> but. Uh, mine it was, was probably fa- Family some, Values Tour 98. It was probably some, it was probably a bunch of local stuff because I, I was, I got active in my local music scene real young. Yeah. Um, and so that I, I couldn't tell you who it was, but it was probably some local guys. I know my, I think my very first big metal show was uh, Iron Maiden with Anthrax opening up. Then there was the Clash of the Titans. 
which had Anthrax, Megadeth, and Slayer, and then Alice in Chains opened up that tour. And then Operation Rock and Roll, which was like 91, that sort of blew me away. That was, it was like Dangerous Toys, Metal Church, Motorhead, Alice Cooper, and Judas Priest. That was a killer tour. That's like ingrained in my brain. But I also saw a lot of, you know, started seeing a lot of local shows. I saw Dead Horse so many fucking times. I started seeing Gwar in high school. Um, A lot of local stuff too, but... I would see a lot of the death metal stuff that came out that came in through like 92, 93, 94, like obituary and deaths and, you know, all that kind of stuff. A lot of stuff at the abyss back in the day. If you're from Houston, you remember the abyss was aptly titled. It was fucking hot in that place. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I saw a lot of great shows growing up, but yeah, I think I, one of my, you know, one of the, the band I've seen the most is anthrax. I think I've only missed like one or two shows ever, ever since like 1990. I went to one show, Anthrax show with you. Yeah. And it was at the, uh, the Bayou Music Center or whatever. Yeah. That's when Power Trip opened up for him. You remember that? Yeah. I was enthralled by them when they first yeah. came on. Fucking Power Trip and who else was it? Def Haven? There's some stargazing band. That was Def Haven. I did not like them. Uh, Death Heaven is fine. There's just so many people who do what they do better. Yeah, better. But they're okay. I don't mind. I think it was. I I think it was Killswitch Engage. Okay, the other band wasn't it? No, it was Lamb of God. Okay, same, same, same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you think so too. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I know, I know, there's a difference, but Lamb of God, they, yeah, they're whatever. I gotta say though that the new uh, one of my favorite bands is Wolfheart, and they have a new album coming out. The single they put out has Jesse Leach from Killswitch Engage singing on it, Mm -hmm. and it sounds phenomenal. So good. No, like there's definitely some talent going on in Killswitch Engage and in Lamb of God too. Uh, I'm not uh, not necessarily trying to shit on them. It's just that so much of it just doesn't work for me. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I get it. (laughs) I have a I have a respect for a lot of those different individuals as musicians and creatives and uh some of them just as people i think that i've talked about this before i think how uh randall blythe handled his whole controversy overseas yeah where he ended up doing some prison time for that for not doing anything it was Mm -hmm. very unjustified uh but i felt like he handled that whole situation really well and i have admiration for him for that so if nothing else, I, I think he's a stand-up guy for how he handled that, as far as what I saw. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on. Uh, I want to talk about a couple of things that we've been watching. Um, one thing I want to bring up is there's this documentary series that came out on Disney Plus that I was totally enthralled by, uh, and it's called Light and Magic. It was the six-part history of Industrial Light and Magic. That it was really so cool. good. It, it was so phenomenal. Uh, done very documentary style. So um, I really, really loved, especially the first couple episodes when it's like really like the deep dive history into how it was all formed and all that. Um, in the last episode I just watched today, they they go into like even current stuff like the, the volume and how they shoot for Mandalorian and all that kind of stuff was Favreau. So it gets really, in, but the whole... Well, my favorite, it was very interesting. The, the, the whole 
Pixar thing came from them. And then like how the, the artists that were working for ILM, there was like this whole change, like within like a two to three year period, it was like this super huge change from practical effects to digital. Everything was digital. And some people did not survive that, you know, it's a really cool, Phil really Tippett interesting story. Phil Tippett was definitely one of them. They interview him a lot. <laughs> he was a, he's a, he's a little salty about that. <laughs> I have not seen his, uh, I have access to shutter because I just watched the Guar documentary uh, last weekend, which is really good. If you have shutter, I was going to watch that, but I haven't watched it yet. And I want to watch the Phil Tippett movie with a mad, mad, mad God. Yeah, mad God. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that. It's all right. No, it's all right. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. Like, is it all stop motion? Yeah. Uh, it, not all of it. There's a lot of, uh, live action stuff, uh, that's kind of composited in, um, but, uh, you know, it's cool. You can definitely tell that it's a piecemeal kind of thing. It's not very coherent. Um, it's an art piece for sure. Okay. Not, Is not it- a, doesn't follow any particular narrative structure whatsoever. And so keep my hopes down is what you're saying. And it's very gross at times. So you, you guys both have access to Disney plus, right? Yeah. 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 Definitely recommend watching it. I think it's it best definitely for you, George, it's right up your alley. It's about all, all about movie making and all that. Yeah. I, I've been and uh, wanting to watch it. I just feel like I've seen so many documentaries from ILM about ILM. Like I just don't know what else they have left to tell me that I don't know already, but I will check it out. You might be surprised. Um, have you, either of you guys see Thor uh, love and thunder yet? No. Okay. I've seen it twice. Twice. I took, uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we went opening like Thursday night, a couple weeks ago. And then, uh, we took my nephew for his birthday this past weekend, which he loved it. My, uh, it's pretty, the, my favorite part going back, I'm not going to spoil anything, but in the end credit, it's very metal. It's very like eighties. Like, like they even put the, the, the actor's names, in like different metal band fonts. You'll see like the Megadeth font and like Metallica and Anthrax and, and like, you're like, Oh, it's just, that's quite right. And it's just a lot of fun how they really made it like a metal movie. If you like, I'm going to say, if you like guns and roses, you're going to love this soundtrack. (laughs) I really don't like guns and roses. There's like three guns and roses songs that they play on the soundtrack. And one of them, they play a couple times. I'm like, really? They couldn't have done something different there. Yeah. I, I, mean, I have like I have like serious Marvel fatigue lately, and uh, there was nothing like about Thor: Love and Thunder, like from the reviews or the trailers, that was making me like, "Ooh, I need to see this." Um, so I'm just gonna wait till it it'll is. probably be on Disney Plus, probably in the next month or so. Yeah, like I, I, I was be. disappointed by Doctor Strange and. I liked Miss Marvel, but I think that kind of also ended with a thud as well. I can I can see where you're the Marvel fatigue. There's a lot going on. I'm looking forward to She-Hulk Attorney of Law because that looks hilarious. Really, it looks I like so it. bad. <laughs> it looks funny. It looks terrible. It, it reminds me. It reminds me of Harvey Birdman Attorney of Law. <laughs> it's that whole that whole like that show, that show wishes it could be that. 
but it's not gonna be that. <laughs> but you know, they announced it at Comic Con so much stuff coming out. Yeah. And I can I mean Daredevil and the the King Dynasty King Dynasty and um Secret War. Uh, Secret Wars are gonna be the next two big Avengers movie in the twenty four, twenty five. Twenty five. Whatever. It's two years from now. Yeah. There's a or lot of stuff coming now. out in the interim. I mean, we're going to get a Thunderbolt movie, which we knew that was coming. Yeah, they've, they've been, been, they've been teasing that. it for a while. So, so I have not hit the fatigue yet. Um, I still enjoy the Marvel properties, but who knows? Maybe one day I will. I just, I'm just not there yet. Well, I, you know, newsflash, I don't think you ever will. Just like how you, <laughs> you don't think I you, you, you never had a, a Star Wars fatigue, and you never had, no. and you have never had Marvel fatigue this whole entire no. time. And I'm, uh, you call me a fanboy? What's up? Well, I will call you a Marvel zombie. That's for sure. That's okay. I like that term. Yeah, because you know you, you're a huge Marvel fan. You have been for a very yeah. long time. Um. And not to say that I'm not. I, I think I'm a little bit more selective with my fandom of Marvel. Uh, but that I'm, I'm talking about before they started making movies, though. Yeah. Uh, even now, their movies are like a hit and a miss with me. Like, there's some movies that just really don't work for me. And have you have you hit fatigue yet on Marvel, Dave? I've hit a point where um, I'll put it this way: uh, I always. I, I not maybe not always, but almost always enjoy myself while I'm watching the movies. However, I don't really find myself feeling super driven to go see a lot of stuff or <clears throat> watch stuff on, on Disney plus sure. or whatever. Um, it doesn't have the same draw anymore. Now, when I finally get around to it, it's stuff that's like, I'm going to watch this eventually. <clears throat> and usually when I do, <clears throat> excuse me, I enjoy myself. I have a good enough time. Um, for the two and a half hours that I'm doing it. And then I'll probably forget about it. <laughs> you know, you know what I think a lot of it is for me too. It's something that my wife and I enjoy to do together. Mm-hmm. So we look forward to the series. We look forward to going to the movies. It's, you know, that's something that we enjoy doing together. So absolutely. And that's very cool. And that, and like, that's part of it. And yeah. Um, and that, that's certainly valid. Um, but I'm just talking about my approach to the media itself is uh, I, I'm certainly less enthusiastic for both Marvel and star Wars at this point than I yeah. was. I don't have, I don't have the same level of criticism that George does, but I, I, I don't have Carrie's enthusiasm either. Um, I enjoy them. I, I will say I fell off of book of Boba Fett that I, I was not. <laughs> we're just in a, we're just, just in a weird spectrum here, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That Andor not, series, though, I was talking major shit about it before it came out. That trailer looks real good, yes. though. You don't like the new trailer? No, that, I said the trailer looks real good. Oh, okay, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I mean, as I, I mean, the the birth of the the rebellion basically is not all going to be about Andor, you know. Well, you know, they did that already with Rebels, but yeah. Yes and no, but um. Whether it be two seasons, twenty four episodes, yeah, the last episode is going to reach into our into the beginning of Rogue One, so which was a, not a great movie as everyone makes it out to be. Um, I liked think, it. I liked it too. I enjoyed that movie quite a bit. Terrible characters. We're not. We're not all about. We're not all George haters, but uh, I'm trying to remember. Is there anything else I've watched recently that I wanted to talk about? I've been watching 
Solar Opposites. That show was fucking funny. Really? I tried mm-hmm. getting into it. All I kept thinking in my mind is, yeah, this would be funnier if it was Rick and Morty. That's all I kept thinking about every time I tried watching it. They're different, they're different characters. But they feel and sound the same. They they get Well, they the, sound the same because Justin Roiland has like one voice. Right. And not only that, like the animation looks the same. The yeah. uh the plot lines are kind of similar. The characters are kind of similar. I don't know. I am looking forward to the new game though, the new Squanch game. Oh yes, the the trailer that they released uh, not too long ago. I don't remember the um, name of it, the name of it right I'm now. I haven't been watching a lot recently. Uh we watched like RuPaul's Drag Race and all that. I know you guys watched that. Yeah, we watched that too. Did you watch the finale? We did. What did you think? This is this is the weird. We're we're going way off our normal topic here. But <laughs> so, uh, no, you're for, not. For all, no, you're all, not. all the drag race fans out there, my my wife was, I guess, happy about the winner. They had yeah. they had two winners, which I was kind of like surprised yeah. by. I I had yeah. asked my wife who really won because I was very confused. Well, they had two depart two sections or whatever. Yeah, they had the not so great team and the great team go against yeah. each other. Just, I think the person that won deserved to win. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I thought they were funny forever. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, uh, I watched a few things that I would like to talk about. Sure. Um, there is a animated movie that no one is talking about, which kind of bums me out. Cause I think this is probably the best animated movie of the year. Uh, it is the sea beast on Netflix. I've been seeing, uh, every time I scroll, I see that it's like stupid how good it is. It doesn't deserve to be as... Isn't it... Who directed it? Uh, I think he's one of the co-directors of Moana and... Uh, oh, okay. Also, I, I want to say he co-directed Big Hero 6. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, but I could be wrong. That sounds right. But uh, anyway, it is a really good movie. Like, better than any expectations that I had for it. The trailer made it seem like a like a stupid kitty movie, but uh, definitely wasn't a stupid kitty movie i i watched i started watching some movie on netflix and it was the uh oh the gray man oh. the russo brothers i stopped like halfway <laughs> yeah so did i i tried to watch it and it got really it was okay i mean it's fine it's, it's, it's serviceable it's boring but i never completed it yeah it's a pretty so it's a pretty everything. boring movie and the action is subpar at best uh i also watched the newest comic book TV show that I think is slightly better than Stranger Things, in my opinion, with Paper Girls. Paper Girls. That's right. I have not watched it yet. Yeah, Brian K. Vaughn's comic book. Yeah, Paper Girls. Now a TV show, which I had no idea about. It was like a where is it streaming on Amazon Prime? Oh, okay. Yeah, it was just a big surprise when I turned it on. I was like, Paper Girls. They made a TV show. How have I not heard about this? Amazon's doing zero marketing for this thing. Right. Uh, they which is a, didn't they release it early or something too? I don't know. They're like, oh, here you go. The whole show is out available. The whole season's available. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, they do change a, a, quite a bit from the comic book, for what I remember. It's been a minute since I read it, but uh, they do change a few like plot lines, and they like mix in some plot lines from later in the other volumes. But uh, it's pretty good. I, I like it. I thought it was pretty fun. Time travel, right? There is time travel. Yeah. So I remember. Cool. I'm gonna have to check that out. I was looking forward to that, but I just haven't had a chance. Oh, I did watch this. Um, oh, I can't think of the name of the show now. Uh, I have to come back to me now. It was a comedy show on Hulu. 
don't know. All right. A, what about you, Dave? Uh, I'm going to have to finally find myself with some, uh, some free time again. Uh, so been watching a little bit, like finally catching up on stranger things. Like I said, I have two episodes left at this point. Um, there are some long episodes in this season. God, the, the last two episodes combined, I think are four hours long. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like most of the rest of the episodes were at least an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. As I recall. So yeah, it's a long season. Um, how are you liking the new season? Um, I, I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm trying to think of how I, what I'm pondering is how would I rank it? Um, and I feel like this to me, this, I feel like the second season was the weakest Mm-hmm. and this is, I feel like the first season was the strongest, second was the weakest, so then in the middle, I'll have to wait till it finishes out to decide whether I like it or three better, so it, it's it's middle of the road, I'm just not sure how middle. Gotcha. Um, but I'm enjoying it, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm enjoying, I like that the, the, the party kind of keeps growing and splitting and I, I feel like they're still doing interesting things with all of the characters and character types and all of that. I, and yeah. And the way that they're dealing with a lot of the, the weird tropes that they deal with on the show, um, all of the different uh, inspirations, all this, the, the stuff that they draw from uh, as source material for this. Uh, I, I feel like they're, it's always risky to pull on so many different, uh, inspirational. Movies. Well, Spielberg movies, Stephen King stories. Um, yeah. Well, this like, this season's like definitely heavily inspired by Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. The, the yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that for sure. There's a lot of nightmare in this season, uh, and so it's it's always very risky to overtly pull on so many different inspirational strings at once. Um, and I feel like they're handling it all pretty well. Um, I think there's a couple of things that are a little bit, you know they're not problematic enough for me to be for it to ruin it for me by any means. It's just, you know, little things that don't make sense here or there. It's like, Oh, whatever. It's fun. Who cares? It's Um, very, it's very entertaining. It's uh, the best, the best version of like popcorn TV. Um, Uh, You don't have to think too deep about it. You just kind of enjoy the ride, but it's still, still engaging. Um, We're watching, we're in the middle of a documentary series. It's not new. It's from a couple of years ago on Netflix. Um, a documentary series called Wild Wild Country. Have you guys seen this? Is no. that the cult? Uh, the the Indian guy? Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. That, was a, that was a crazy, crazy documentary. Holy shit. We're halfway through. And I'm like, this shit gets getting crazier and crazier and crazier. And it's like... E- it's like the the townspeople just keep ramping it up. They it's like they keep making it worse and worse and worse. It's like y'all just need to calm the fuck down, all of you. Um, holy shit, what a crazy story! Um, yeah, it's about. This is on HBO Max. No, it's on, it's on Netflix. Netflix. Um, but it's about. Uh, it's a documentary. It's about a um, a cult that was started by an Indian guru. Uh, like he was already working in like the 1960s and then developed a big following in the 1970s. Um, lots of uh, counterculture people 
found him very appealing and he got, you know, there was that, there was that big thing after, after the Beatles went to India and like, yeah. then everyone got into Eastern philosophy and sure. all that stuff that was part of that whole thing. So there's, there were people from all around the world, uh, from all kinds of different walks of life from, you know, uh, <laughs> street urchins to, you know, high paid professionals and everywhere in between came from all over the world and lived in this guy's commune in India. And then they moved to, what was it Oregon. Utah? Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. And yeah. And the documentary is like the story of what happened when they moved this, they, they built a town for the, for the more than a town. They bought like an old, like a town that was dead. They bought like the old farm there and like converted they, it into their own. Well, but there was nothing there to start with. There was nothing there. They came in, the, 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 the closest town had a population of like 50 people. And so then they come in and buy this huge plot of land and build a city with like shopping malls and restaurants and stores and housing and public facilities. They built an entire city for the cult outside this town. And the townspeople were none too happy about this. And it just turns into this like, Butting of heads and what is this called again? Wild wild, wild, wild country. country. Wild wild and country. Like I said, I'm only halfway through, and it is bonkers crazy. Like everyone involved in this story is nuts. <laughs> like, <laughs> so the, the show that I wanted to, I, I I couldn't remember the name of it was called Killing It. It's on Peacock actually, starring Craig Robinson. Repeat that, Craig Robinson. It's a uh, Dan Gore created it. Uh, you know, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's pretty damn funny. It's it it gets very weird though. Is that like the that kind of that's that the one where they're like ghost hunters or something? Nope, they are uh, they're snake hunters. Snake hunters. There you go. Yeah, I, I remember it was something. But it's not just about that. It's it's very funny. Um. All right. Cool. Let's move on to let's 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 hit up some George Hates Metal. Uh this is a band that I don't I've I've always heard of. Never really listened to it. I always thought it was like that post metal, you know, relapse records type of stuff. Which the funny enough, they're back. They are on relapse records now. Uh, the new Cave In album, and I, I really fucking dig this album a lot. Um, I would I describe it? It's a cross between like Red Fang and Alice in Chains, like the Dirt album, Alice in Chains. It's very much like that. Um, that sounds so interesting. The 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 new album is called Heavy Pendulum. Uh, the song I picked that we actually played it on the new uh, MSR cast is called Blood Spiller. So let's check it out, and I want George's opinion on it. I think I already listened to that song. Going to listen to it again. Oh, okay. I haven't heard it, so there you go.
all right guys welcome back to the show that was uh cave-in blood spiller that was our george hates metal for this episode um i know i brought these guys to your attention they are george earlier and you mentioned that you already liked them yes so i want to get your opinion it told you softball yeah it was a softball for me uh mainly because i already listened to the band uh I think I like I talked about them a while back with you, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I've heard of them before," and I was like, "Yeah, I really like them," and I think it was one of their singles at the time, mm-hmm. and then the album actually came out, and I've listened to it a few times since then. Uh, I really like them. I think they're pretty good. They do have that uh, that uh, that sludgy heaviness to them, like Red Fang. Yeah, Red sure. Fang has that I enjoy. Uh, I haven't enjoyed the later installments from Red Bank, unfortunately, but those first two albums <laughs> not really work as kick-ass. Yeah, their first yeah. two albums are awesome. Uh, this one, I, I, there's a lot of like songs that I don't like of the singer's voice in, but I think it's kind of one of those things you just kind of have to kind of get used to in this band. It's like I said, Red Fang meets Alice in Chains meets. There's a lot of stuff on here that's very um, sounds very early post rock '90s at times. Yes, yes, the production of it for sure. My favorite track is like the last one, "Wavering Angel." It's like 12 minutes, but it's such a beautifully haunting song. It's really good. I think my favorite song is "New Reality." I think that's my favorite track. First one. Is that the first yeah. track? I think so. Yeah. 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 I like that track the most. I think that's their best track. What'd you sing, Dave? Uh, I am, this is my first time listening to this band. Um, so uh, I'm not getting quite the same Alice in Chains vibe that you're getting, I think. I understand why. Really? I understand why you're saying that. Uh, and I definitely think they are uh, further down the family tree. They, I, like they're descended from Alice in Chains. I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm not getting a lot of direct Alice in Chains for me. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess they do sound kind of like you said. It sounded like dirt. I feel like it sounds more like newer Alice in Chains. I guess I can put it that way. Well, that yeah. Um. So I guess I'm with you as far as that. I, d- cool. I just got that. The, when you said the 90s, that's where I got that, that Dirt era production from, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's cool. I'm going to I'm gonna listen to the rest of it. Um, I'll put it on my playlist to check out. Um, but yeah, I haven't heard the this The 90s was before. 30 years ago. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> it's retro. <laughs> there were, uh, what... Eight years away from the '80s being 50 years. <laughs> Stop it! That's way, enough. For way me. to make us feel <laughs> old, Carrie. Way to go. Uh, you mentioned uh, you had a band you wanted us to check out, George. Uh, I do. Uh, so from time to time, I like scrub Reddit for new bands or bands I never heard of before. Uh, I'll like listen to. I'll scroll like uh, the the uh god what is the subreddit for metal i forgot what it's called now there's a bunch of them are you thinking of shred it shred it thank you yeah shred it's a big one yeah shred, oh, shred it, it yeah uh, and then there's also listen to this which is pretty good 
Uh, but it's not exclusively to metal on the yeah. subreddit to listen to this. Anyway, someone posted this band and I thought I'd give them a shot because they gave them the subgenre of, of metal in there. And I think they're pretty metal to me, at least. Uh, there's this band, not a lot of listeners behind them. I think they have only 275 listeners a month. So nobody's heard of them, I'm sure. Uh, the name of the band is called Made of Teeth. Okay. And uh, the song track, if you guys want to listen to it, uh, is What's the Time or Number Four. Those are the two tracks that I seem to really enjoy. The track is called Four, not the fourth track. Let me okay. It's actually number one. It's the first track. It's the, the first, first track, track on their album. The, track is four. the song is called Four. Already confusing. Uh, but my favorite song is "What's the Time." I think that's probably like one of like their more fun songs. It's time. It's time to get ill. That's the time. It's very. It's very thrashy. Very uh, like probably a little bit too modern me- metal for uh, you, Carrie. But I thought you guys should give him a listen. What are they? What are they called again? Uh, Made of teeth. All right, I'll give him a shot. Uh, I think we should listen to one of the tracks now, Carrie. You know, we'll switch the turn the tables on our ten year anniversary. Oh, oh. time for you! To, we're time, time for you to review something that I recommend. I think this is a good idea. I think this is a a, a good adaptation. <laughs> oh. All right, let's do it. This so is, I'm Carrie hates I'm Georgia suggestions. This is the name of the segment. <laughs> Let's do it. Made of Teeth is the is the band. I'm gonna li- you want me to listen to four or or, 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 or uh, what time? What's the time? You you pick. I don't care. What's the, do, what's what's the, time, the time is uh, shorter. So, all right, we'll do that one. All right, we'll be right back. Cool. So here we are. We're back from uh, Carrie Hates Georgia Suggestions. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, a band called Made of Teeth. And I made Dave listen to one song and I made Carrie listen to another. So we get to have two reviews. Did we, we listen to the same no, song? we listened to the same song. Oh, y'all listened okay, to the same we song. Did. God damn it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I rescind what I said. Uh, so did y'all both listen to what? What's This Time? What's the time? Yeah, I listen to What's the Time. Yeah. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, Carrie, this is your, your titular segment, so we're going to go with you. you. Okay, I'm going to surprise the hell out of you here. I really like that a lot. Mm. You know, ev- a- eventually I'm going to just get so many right that you have to have me on MSR cast where I just... I've I, been saying I, that. Should, we want you to come on. I should just do a host the whole show where it's all my suggestions. He needs to program a whole show, yeah. What's that, Dave? I said he needs to program a whole episode of MSR cast. No, agree for sure. <laughs> We've talked about that, but okay, here's what I'm going to say. This is very much like in the style of like Mr. Bungle, this weird avant-garde. The dude sounds so much like Mike Patton yes. at times. Yep. This is really cool. I like this. This is exactly what I was going to say. I was going to, I was going to say this has strong Mike Patton vibes. It's got that mm-hmm. Mr. Bungle, Faith No More kind of feel to I it. Could I, see that. I could see the Faith No More aspect. That's the, the only song I've heard, so so I don't, it could yeah, be different. This is just the, off that one song, but uh, I was also getting the, there was some of the weird playfulness of like System of a Down in there. Yes, if you want to yeah, take, absolutely. if you want to take a, 
a more modern look at that, it. I definitely heard that. When I first introduced this and I said it might sound a little bit too modern for Carrie to enjoy, that's what I was implying. Uh, there, there is some like playful. Let's fuck around. These guys are very indie. They they filmed the video in their in their living room, uh, and they're eating a clock the whole entire time. So I, I I'm weird. I don't I, I don't subscribe to Spotify. I subscribe to YouTube Music for I have reasons that aren't important. Um, but Those they are very they important. have they have two subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these guys are so underground. They're underground. Uh, so, so now, anything now they, we now can, they have three. They have yeah. three subscribers. You know? Yeah, I, I've I've subscribed good, good to job. them on Spotify. I think they're awesome. Uh, the what's the time is was my hook. Uh, they got a lot more bangers on the uh, on the album. Uh, I really. I just gave them another follow on Spotify myself. There you go. Uh, the new no, the new album is called Socio Passagen. I like yeah, that title. Cool. That's a cool title. Yeah, approved. I think we should uh, try to get these guys on the show if we can. Let's do it. I like them. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna actually listen to the album tomorrow. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun. Uh, I've I haven't listened to all of the songs because I caught I found it at the end of the day. I think I've listened sure. up to track seven. Uh, but what's the time? Was my hook from Reddit, and then from there, I had another album in 2020 called Wells and Hell Being that looks like a fucking Wells and Hell uh, Being. I love it. Uh, okay, yes. that's great. It looks like a green jello album cover. It looks like it's hand drawn. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. I'll have to check these guys yeah, out. Yeah, these guys are a lot of fun. Uh I really dug the video that they made and I really like their the number four, the track title number four, and what's the time have been my two favorite tracks so far that I've heard from them. Uh they deserve a lot more fans than what they have currently. Uh, they are very, there are some very talented, talented dudes. They remind me a lot of, at least their charisma, not their music wise, but the charisma reminds me a lot of early days, uh, Allegian, 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 yeah. whatever their, their, yeah. their attitude and their, uh, their playfulness that they have in their videos reminds me a lot of that. Cool. I'm going to have to check it out. I want to talk about some new releases uh, that I've been jamming out to, um, uh, we talked about some of these on the new MSR cast, but there's a band called Sayor. The album's called Origins. It's fucking phenomenal. Um, it's a little bit more, uh, you know, a lot of his last couple albums have been really, really good. It's a one man project, but this album is a little bit more accessible. Uh, it's S A O R is how you spell it. Uh, this other band that I just discovered, actually by Justin, is called Morning by Morning. M O U R in ing and then by morning again he's finding bands with terrible names oh, i actually i actually like this that's a good that's a good album title um <laughs> i don't love it as a band name yeah the album title is called a step away from light a step into a uh, to abyss that's the album title but uh i'm really digging that album the new there's a band called i lit the sun really really cool progressive uh some doom elements, but a lot of it's more progressive. Uh, this band Zayon X A O N X on, I don't know how you say it. The call the album called The Lesion, but these guys are high fucking quality symphonic death metal. If you like bands like Bremier, stuff like that, you probably find something you would dig here. Uh, like I said, the new Cave In, there's a band called Patriarchs in Black which is Dan Lorenzo, who was from the New Jersey Hades band. 
and uh, Johnny Kelly from Typo Negative. So it definitely okay. has that that vibe. Um, and if you really want some some like brutal fucking new death metal, uh, Reeking Aura has a new album that just came out, um, and that actually features a couple of our friends from Grace Guys Fallen in that band. It's pretty cool. When did that? Um, come out? When did that drop? Uh, I think last week. Actually, it's pretty okay. new. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, and this other band that I really, really want to talk about, uh, it's going to play if I if I click on it. Uh, Glade and Fold. It's uh, they're very interesting. This is brought to my attention on the last episode of uh, MSR Cast by the Metal Pigeon. But uh, it's like power metal meets melodic death metal, like mellow death. It's really, really good. Just put those two things in a blender, and there you go. That's that's Glade and Fold. All right, that's that's my that's what's really been on my playlist this past week or so. Apparently, what about you, Dave? Megadeth and Ice T came out with a new song. Yeah, Ice T's on it for like fifteen seconds. He's, it's not like it's okay he's credited i like here. the other new song yeah did did it feature him then i, I don't i haven't I listened guess. To him yet. It featured what about you dave anything that's been uh, i'm so fucking far behind and yeah uh, yeah no I, I i'm not up on anything that's super current um i haven't i, I fell way off i last couple of months have been stupid busy for me and so i'm i'm back to having a little bit of time again um so i have some catch-up to do the other two that I want to, I, I, I'm going to say it. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about them. I listened to the new Belfagor album a couple times today. How it's, is it? Uh, what's up? How is it? It's good. It's very accessible. I, I'm using that term, but um, that's it's a weird very, term to associate with Belfagor. I feel like it's they've yes they've taken this behemoth style to songwriting. I think which is still brutal, but still accessible at the same time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There, um, I enjoy it. I, I like it a lot. And the other one I really want to talk about is the new Oceans of Slumber album. Um, this is a very different album. It's called uh, Starlight and Ash. This uh, It's going to be a very polarizing thing, I believe, but it I think a lot of their fans, I think a lot of their fans, that people that I know personally have, have gone along with it. It's not, it's not heavy metal at all. Um, it's, there's heavy, there's metal elements in it, but it's, it's just, just a really fucking well done beautifully. I, it, it's, it's a really good ve- uh, vehicle for Cammy's voice. I think, um, but there is one track on here. Uh, it's called just a day and it's not produced super heavy, but there's this slow fucking funeral doom part of the song that is so cool. It's not super heavy, but it's just but it's just so slow and, and trotting. And you guys know I like slow funeral doom, like like that morning by morning and that new mournful congregation. Uh, oh wait, there's new mournful congregation out. There's like a three song EP that's out right now. Yeah, but mournful congregation songs are like thirty minutes long. Yeah, it, each song is like twelve minutes. Um, I didn't know that. And the new, if you haven't heard of the new Shroud of Bereavement, it's another one man project. It's really fucking good too. Uh, slower, you know, funeral doom stuff, but sort of funeral doomish mixed with like 
you know, 90s Peaceville type type of sound. I feel like Mournful Congregation goes beyond funeral doom. They're, it does. They're almost drone. Uh, they can be very, yeah. Like, I like how them. long can we? Yeah. I do too. How long can we have that one note sustained? Uh, yeah. <laughs> very cool. Uh, like, so. Like, uh, they, you, bands like that where, like, the drummer has the easiest job. Like, like the drummer can hit a a crash and then like go take a smoke break and then come back in and like hit a tom and then leave and go. (laughs) Can you text me when it might when it was my time to come back in? I'll come back. I'll come back in the studio. Yeah, you think sometimes (laughs) those those slow funeral drummers, man, they have to be pretty precise to do that shit. No, I know. I'm being facetious. I understand that. Um, (laughs) uh, like. I, as a musician myself, I understand yep. that playing slow, playing very slow is sometimes just as hard as playing really fast and, oh, yeah. doing, and nope. doing it right. Totally, totally agree. All right. So, uh, I think that's going to about wrap it up. I think we're going to get into what's uh, tickling our geek real quick. And then, uh, our 10th anniversary is, is over. Womp we'll womp. have to do another one in 10 years. <laughs> cool. What's tickling your geek, George? Uh, man, uh, I, I would need a second. Hold on. Let me think about what I'm excited for. What's he needs to up. consult his geek. Yeah, my inner geek needs to think about it. Uh-oh. Do you guys? Come on, inner geek. Do you guys have something? I do. Uh, there's a couple things I wanted to talk about. One I'm sort of nervous about. Um, so one of the first things I ever did is when I started the fanzine back in the day is I went to these metal fest shows put on by a guy named Jack Koshik up. There was Milwaukee metal fest. And I went to the New Jersey one a few times. And he also had one here in Texas called November to dismember. Um, I went to all of these for like a couple of years in a row. My wife actually went to the one in 2000, which just posted about it in the metal geek society about the band lineup. And I totally forgot about some of those bands, that's the band. That's the year that we got to see <laughs> Macabre in an Asima do an acoustic show in like uh, just a small room with only press allowed. It was really cool. But uh, first time I ever saw Opus and saw King Diamond and all these bands I never thought I would ever see. But uh, apparently Jamie Josta has purchased the right to the Metal Fest name, the the whole Milwaukee Metal Fest guys um and apparently he put out an episode of his youtube or his podcast where he interviews the guy that ran it jack koshik which i'm very interested to hear that now um and i want to see what jamie josta can do with the metal fest name it was very popular like 20 years ago you know mm-hmm. um it's pretty cool the other thing i want to talk about is sort of metal as well uh it's a uh, it was weird during our recording yesterday of uh, the, the MSR cast, Sean, the metal pigeon brought up this podcast that he wanted to give a shout out to because they did a bunch of episodes on um, power quest and he's a huge power quest nerd, right? So the show is called the metal exchange podcast and they actually will cover albums and things like that. And it's not like where I stole the idea from it, but it gave, it sparked my idea, but <laughs> we're going back and he was like, we were looking at it yesterday and uh, Sean was looking through the episodes and apparently uh, back in December, right after Nesmus died from the monkeys, they did an episode on the monkeys 
on one of their albums. And uh, apparently one of the the hosts on the show is a, is a huge metalhead, but also a huge monkeys nerd. You found another one? I There's two of us out <laughs> there's there. There's two of them that exist. So I want to give Chris a shout out because you uh, didn't know we came from the, the, the same brethren. But yeah, we're out there, man. We're just two of us now. We're going to take over. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Check out his, uh, the show is called the metal exchange podcast. They do, they've covered dream theater, black Sabbath, uh, power quest, uh, overkill Halloween, a bunch of different, just different, different styles. And they do interviews with people too, every once in a while. So it's pretty cool. So check those guys out. And that's what's tickling my geek. What about you guys? George, you got it. Uh, I don't have anything new, but I'll talk about something I watched recently that I heard a lot about and it it got me enticed to watch it. And, uh, is this, uh, it's an Indian movie. Is it porno? No, no, it's a porno. It's an Indian movie. It's available on Netflix, but it's in the wrong letter. I know what you're, I know what you're going to talk about. It's like RRR. Yeah. That's what it's called. It's called RRR. And it is, awesome like i don't know how to explain it other than saying it is single-handedly exciting fun and i don't know it's probably some of the best bollywood movie i've ever seen an action movie right it's an action movie it's a romance movie it's a comedy uh it is like if fast and the furious met history in a bollywood movie that's what this movie is like this movie, is it compared to like everything everywhere all at once type of uh, weirdness? I, I mean, well, if you ever seen a Bollywood movie, that's just I have really have. Yeah. If you ever seen any of the clips or searched it or whatever, it has bonkers. That, yeah. Inherent in it, inherent uh, weirdness in it already to okay. us because that's not normal. But their movies are very sure. larger than life and um, their characters are very larger than life. Everything uh, is of mythic proportions. Yeah, and uh, these two main characters are based on historical people, real historical people, but but it's a historical fiction, and it was kind of like, what if these two historical guys were friends and they helped out in this revolution? And uh, it's you know it's a lot of fun. I, I I was enthralled for the three hours and something minutes Holy crap. that it ran for. And it's a long time. It's on Netflix. It's available. Unfortunately, it's in the wrong language. Uh, and it's also in the wrong aspect ratio. But all that being said, uh, it was well worth my time. I had so much fun. And after watching it, I kept, I can't stop thinking about it. Uh, there was just so many like obscenely fun scenes to watch. Another podcast that I listened to, the CADcast, were going on about it. Like you got to watch it. I'm like, all right. It's it's you hard, it. it's hard to uh, put in words without super spoiling anything. Um, sure. But there's some just some outrageously fun stuff that they do that no one else can do, and they get away with stuff, and they like fully earn the the really great moments, and then they like really lean into the silliness of it all too, and. Uh, there's, there's some great Bollywood dance numbers in it. If you ever watched a Bollywood movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, and if this is all in, um, I saw it in the, uh, in the Eternals. Yeah. That's about, yeah, they, they, they show some representation in that movie. Yep. 
Um, so if you if this is your first Bollywood movie, Kara, you're you're coming in in a high. So okay, just letting you know, this is like Everest. It's all going to here. All going to be downhill from there. That's it, right. it might be. So like, if you're watching this and you get like the the bug to watch more Bollywood movies, which I severely doubt would happen, but if it did, this is just let you know. This is like. They never the made. Pinnacle. They never made one this good before. This is like okay. the best one they've ever made. All right. What about what about you, Dave? What's tickling your geek? I, like I said, I feel like I'm stepping back into the world again after a while. I've been uh, nose to the grindstone for like a month and a half, um, and I'm looking at my calendar and I'm going, "Oh, there's a there's a couple of cool shows coming up later this month." Oh, uh, Do you, uh, like the Moonspell and Swallow the Sun show. That's one of them. Moonspell, Swallow the Sun, and Witherfall. Oh, I thought yeah. you were talking about the uh, Lord of the Rings TV show. Sorry. Oh no, um, I don't have an opinion on that right now. I think it Me looks either. amazing. I haven't looked at any of the promotional material, kind of intentionally. The, um, late, the latest trailer looks amazing. Just FYI. Okay. Uh, but then uh, a few days prior to the Moonspell show, um, Goat Horror, Incantation, and Bewitcher are oh, yeah, coming through as right. well. And I've seen Goat Horror a couple of times. I've seen Incantation, yeah. but I haven't seen Bewitcher, and I would really like to see them. I missed Bewitcher at the uh, Health Heroes because they were playing the small room. I miss them at Health Heroes because I can't ever go to Health Heroes. <laughs> I have right. a perpetual scheduling conflict with that festival. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, uh, I think that's going to about do it. We, uh, we'll do some housekeeping here. Uh, first of all, thanks to uh, everyone for uh, hanging out with us again tonight and hopefully for the past 10 years and hopefully for the next 10 years, of course, you can find us on the interwebs at uh, metalgeeks.net. We're on all the places where you can download your podcast. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, any of the podcast apps that you use, uh, social medias. We're at metal geeks. Uh, Metal Geek Society group on Facebook. Check us out there. EOSOnetwork.com. Check us out there where uh, you can find all the cool shows that make up the network. Uh, what else is there? Um, I think that's about it, right? Check out our sister show while you're at it, MSRCast. If you want to hear the, actually hear the band that we talked about earlier in the show, check them out there. Uh, I think that pretty much does it for housekeeping. Sounds cool. good. What about you? Uh, you can find me at Red Viking Dave on the things. That's what I was going to say. All the things. You, you can find Dave on all the things with <laughs> Red Viking Dave. At Red Viking Dave, that's right. What's the name of your your, your, your art company? Is Armore Art? Is that correct? So the way that, the way that we do it is... Uh, so there's now three of us. It's my wife and I have been doing it for a long time. And now our daughter is joining us as well. And so that's part of what inspired the name change. So we, we're... we're an art collective called armor art and design. Um, you guys just a house full of artists over there. Yeah. And, uh, I imagine the other kid may come in, in some wow. years possibly as well, but she has some other interests that she may pursue instead. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But anyway, we, we were, uh, going by armor art and design, which is like a, our collective. And then each of us individually has, a, a name that we work under so that cause we're so that we're each still kind of branded as ourselves, um, which helps us, you know, um, there are certain clients that would rather work with one of us than another. Right. Um, so, 
that helps us do that. So yeah, Red Viking Dave is what I operate under. My wife is Battle Maiden, uh, Battle Maiden Fine Art, and our daughter is Mocat Makes, who she's on Instagram now. So she's also on my iPad. Cool. <laughs> and so are you. There you go. Sweet. No battle mate. I don't have a battle mate sticker. Uh, yeah, uh, we we didn't have any. I think at that time, um, but we do now. I think we should. Cool. What about you, George? Where people where, where can people find you and 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 uh, argue with you about how movies are good and you think they're bad? Sure. Um, you can find me at George Tripsis on all the social media, uh, mostly Twitter these days. So um, if you want to hit me up, drop me a line, send me a message. At George Trips. Awesome. Well, thanks again, everyone, for uh, checking out this latest episode. And thanks for being with us for the past 10 years. And as always, we have one last thing we have to say. Keep it metal. And keep it old. We're, we're so old. I was going to say keep it anniversary. Or <laughs> no, we're old at this point, man. We're old. I'm old. If, you, if you're old, I'm old. I feel old. Do you feel old? You look old. I feel. Have you, have you, have you seen my hair lately? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's what is the real last thing we have to say? Uh, always keep it geeky. All right. See you guys next time and for the Adios. next 100 years and then some. I won't be around in 100 years. Sorry, dude. This the digital lasts forever, my friend. <laughs> That's true. And we'll, we'll get it. Right, we'll guys. get an AI and we'll, we'll we'll recreate you that way. Oh, forgot to talk about that game three. Speaking of AI and robots. There you go. All right. See you guys next time. Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal. Hey, Martha. What? Do you like nerd stuff? I do. And do you like adult beverages? I super do. (laughs) Well, then you should join us with a drink. With a drink. With a drink. Um, But first, let's talk nerdy. Clink. (laughs) On the ESO Network. We'll see you on Tuesday. Maybe next Tuesday. Maybe. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.